I am J.A. Lovelock, a barrister and an author, but most importantly, a crime junkie. Welcome to my podcast, Behind the Yellow Tape. Fairy tales, pantomimes, Cinderella, wicked stepmothers and evil stepsisters. It's one thing if your stepsister treats you in a mean way, but quite another when your own flesh and blood sister wants you dead. In this episode, and in the next episode to come, I assess the case of unsisterly love, where two women, on the face of it, seem quite happy to bump off their sister, for no good reason except for their own selfish ends. And that their sister was in the way of getting what they wanted. Our first case takes us to the Isle of Man. Nestled in the heart of the Irish Sea, the Isle of Man is part of Britain, but is a self-governing dependency that lies between Great Britain and Ireland. The Isle of Man, due to its awe-inspiring nature and an outdoor natural playground of unrivaled beauty and its exhilarating coastal parts, makes it the only entire nation in the world to be recognised as a UNESCO biosphere. However, on this paradise island, And in the year of 1823, mischief and murder was afoot. Catherine Kinraid, from the Lazare parish on the north side of the island, at the age of 19, conspired with John K. Marsh to kill John K. Marsh's wife. John K. Marsh's wife being Catherine's oldest sister. Why would Catherine want her sister dead? That old chestnut. Catherine and John were having an affair. And they harboured fanciful ideas that if John was to get rid of his wife, he and Catherine would live happily ever after on their paradise island. To that end, they plotted to murder Mrs. Kamarsh, who was pregnant at the time. John set about buying arsenic, to which Catherine started off by putting the arsenic into her sister's porridge. But that did not have the desired effect. Much to John and Catherine's annoyance, Mrs. Kamarsh did not die. This dose was not deadly enough. The only thing that happened was that Mrs. Kamars suffered severe stomach cramps and vomiting. John then bought some more arsenic from another shop. He told the chemist that it was for killing vermin. He managed to persuade his wife to take the arsenic on the basis that it would cure her of her stomach cramps and vomiting. After this dose, Mrs. Kamarsh 
and her unborn child died very quickly. The deed was done. After Mrs. K. Marsh's death, the community became very suspicious of Catherine and John K. Marsh. They could not understand why an otherwise young and healthy woman should die so suddenly after only suffering stomach cramps and vomiting. And the community also began to wonder about Catherine and John's behaviour after Mrs. K. Marsh's death. And in these suspicious circumstances, there had to be an inquest. And such inquests found that Mrs. K. Marsh was poisoned, murdered by arsenic. And who could have poisoned Mrs. K. Marsh? Who had motive and opportunity? Well, the authorities did not have to look far to get the answer to that question. Clearly, it was the two people closest to Mrs. K. Marsh. They'd been her husband and her sister. And in that regard, both John K. Marsh and Catherine Kinraid were arrested and charged with the killing. John was charged as the murderer and Catherine was charged as an accessory to murder. And in late March 1823, at Castle Russian in Castletown, before the Deemster, as the Isle of Man High Court judges are known, John K. Marsh and his lover Catherine Kinraid were tried and found guilty. Guilty of the murder of Mrs. K. Marsh, killed by her own husband and sister. So much for sisterly love. Having been found guilty, the sentence was passed. Death by hanging. After which, their bodies were to be dissected and they would not be allowed a Christian burial, according to Section 53 of the Manx Criminal Code of 1817. While in the main prison within the castle, awaiting her execution, Catherine was expected to pray for her sins. But it was found that she was unable to do that. She did not know how to pray and had to be taught. She was shown how to bow her knee and beg the mercy of God, her maker. Because praying for her sins and seeking repentance was considered to be most important for her spiritual salvation. When Catherine understood this and mastered the art of prayer, there was no stopping her. She spent many hours praying on the hour, fervently, in the Manx language. And she also confessed to her part in the murder of her own sister. And that she was sorry for what she had done. 
whilst John Kamish, by the way, showed no remorse until four or five days before he was to die. The morning of Friday, the 18th of April, 1823, was set for Catherine and John's execution. And in a surprising move, just before they were led to the gallows, Catherine asked to see John and to speak to him. She wanted to let him know that she had forgiven him and hoped that he had forgiven her too. In the closing moments of their lives, in what was an unusual act, they forgave each other, shook hands, and parted. As the chapel bells tolled, the execution procession made its way from the castle to the place of death at the water's edge of the lake near Castletown, the spot for public executions. On arrival at the gallows, when all the protocol was taken care of, the cart containing Catherine and John moved forward and were drawn away amidst the groans and shrieks of the immense crowd that had gathered to witness this execution and to see the couple Godspeed into eternity. Except, not so fast for Catherine Kinraid. She was less fortunate. The rope from which she was suspended gave way, which left her feet touching the ground and consequently meant that she struggled and suffered a little more than was usual before finally dying. Perhaps her sister had a hand in this? Mm. As was the custom on the Isle of Man, Catherine was left hanging for half an hour before taken down and placed back into the court to be taken back to the castle prior to be sent to Douglas, the capital, for dissection. Though it appeared that this part of her sentence, the dissection was not carried out and her body was returned to her friends for burial. And so, on the 18th of April, 1823, 19-year-old Catherine Kinrod, who murdered her sister so she could have her husband, became the only female to be hanged on the Isle of Man during the 19th and 20th centuries. Thanks for listening. I am J.A. Lovelock. Join us next time as we go behind the yellow tape and catch up with more episodes at btytpodcast.com.
Introduce you to Barry Clue, an authorised financial advisor from New Zealand and a very special kind of stain on humanity. He was a very uh, knowledgeable young guy. He was a registered financial advisor. Type of guy that was bending over backwards to help you. Now you could be forgiven for thinking that Barry sounds like a great guy. And you'd be right. Well, right up until the point when you're wrong. It was all fictitious. She stole from my son who has a disability. Chris never knew. He died believing that we're all taken care of. A psychopath is somebody who lacks empathy, acts impulsively. I think there's a strong case that Barry might be all of those things, actually. To find out how Barry Clue stole over $15 million from 81 victims, subscribe to Clueless, the long con. That's Clueless, spelt K-L-O-O-G-H-L-E-S-S.